Hello and welcome everyone to Eyes on the Mize, a Magic the Gathering podcast. My name is John, currently in stormy Nashville, Tennessee. Joining me over in Seattle is Ian. Ian, how's it over in Seattle? Dude, the weather has been insane in, in a good way, I should say. Like, it barely cloudy, 70 degrees out today. It was gorgeous. Nice. It was raining this morning when I went into work at 6 a.m. It was not raining when I left, and then it was raining as I was driving back home. So Nashville's in a really weird state right now. Anyways, you're, well, you're welcome for the weather. Oh, thank you. Anyways, this is episode five. I stream. No, no, I what? stream. You stream. We all stream for ice cream. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, if you haven't caught on, this is going to be all about streaming, specifically how you can set up your own Twitch, YouTube, whatever streaming you want to do, kind of tailored along the lines of magic oriented. Yeah. Um. I. We're kind of in that l- weird lull where, I mean, everyone and their mother is doing those lovely uh, set reviews for Shadows in Innistrad. It comes out pre-release this weekend, and we didn't want to really do that. So I was like, why don't we do something about streaming? Because I started about two years ago, and I've bar- I mean, unfortunately, life gets in the way. Uh, I streamed on and off since then, but a lot of the stuff wasn't really around back then when I started, so I figure... I know it's becoming more and more popular for people just to pick up streaming. It's a huge help. So I figured we give you guys a little intro episode. This isn't going to go too deep in there um, into stuff about streaming. It's just going to be like, hey, why do you want to stream? What do you need? Some stuff I've learned and just throw it at you. So it's a nice quick little reference for you. Speaking of streaming, uh, this week we got launched a Kickstarter with regards to Magic Streaming, specifically trying to get coverage for Grand Prix Minneapolis, which is happening the weekend of... That's May 28th. Yes. Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend, the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th. Uh, Survivor Shad Miller, as of recording, it has 24 days to go and has quite a mountain to climb if it's going to get fulfilled. So if you want to see coverage for GP Minneapolis, which is going to be standard, if that matters to you, you might want to go ahead and go to Kickstarter. A link will be in the show notes below. It's not going to matter to me because I might actually be at Grand pre-Minneapolis. But it'll be cool to get on on coverage if I have a good enough record. <laughs> well, we it don't even won't know happen. We don't even know what standards are going to look like, so we don't, have, we don't have to worry about that anyways. Oh my god, I've been brewing so many decks. It's ridiculous. We'll talk about that on we'll talk about that another episode. Right oh, now, yeah, we sure. want to talk about streaming. So what is streaming? Well, right. are you familiar with YouTube? Because if you're familiar with YouTube, that's video on demand. Whereas streaming is, you know what? I'm sitting here in my kitchen or in my living room. I'm just going to Put a video, put a camera, turn it on, and record me live out there to the masses. The good old effort will do it live. <laughs> yes. Much like live TV, everything on stream is live. So, like you said, there's Twitch. YouTube has actually just started their own live streaming service. It hasn't taken off as much as Twitch has, for a good reason. Twitch was really well embedded before. So, But there's other sites out there like Hitbox. We're going to mostly focus on Twitch because... Because that's what I use and what the majority of people out there use. And it's the most popular service for it. So why would you want to stream? Well, people like putting themselves out there. We're in a social media world. They like getting themselves out there for maybe fame if they want to. Other people just enjoy putting content out. Like content producing is something that some people feel really proud about. When you can put something out there and say, look at what I did. That's awesome. Plus, I mean... Another thing people have done too is it's actually helped people's game. Like, for instance, one of the major streamers we'll talk about, like, just briefly is Kenji Igashira. He's been streaming 
an insane amount of the last couple of years and he had a year-long streaming challenge where he streamed every day for 365 days and over that time he got way better at the game so it's just another way to get out there and you know you can get some help um help you see lines and stuff you might not have seen you can collaborate brews and make decks and stuff with other people out there that you would probably never even talk to like they could be over in europe probably care while you're in the united states so there's also a streamer or a streamer in Japan who recently won one of the um, first uh, modern GPs or one of the first Oath of the Gatewatch GPs who basically said, I suck at magic. I want to get better. I'm just going to start streaming myself. And he, he won a GP. <laughs> After a yeah. long time of grinding, he won a GP. So it's, yeah, and it's something too where if you build an, a nice little community, you can, you know, have a nice group of people who like the same kind of things you do. It's a good way to kind of make digital friends if that's sort of your inclination. Yeah, especially if, say, you're primarily a Magic Online player, which is the the biggest way that Magic gets streamed, and maybe you don't have a local game store you can go out to, you can just stream yourself playing Magic on Twitch, and you can get the same community that you would get at a local game store. Yeah, it's really great. So how, so how do you even get started? Well, you need first of all, you're going to need a computer, obviously. Then there's a couple other things you need. You need some basic gear, some software, and the hardware is obviously going to be your computer. Now, when it comes to gear, that's going to be your basic stuff like a webcam and a microphone. Now, these aren't necessarily needed. Uh, if you want to have a good interaction with your audience, you're going to need them. I've seen some people will go without a webcam or something like that if you know they're not feeling well and they just want to play and interact with the audience. I know Kenji has done that a couple times as well. I think recently uh, he's been especially, really sick and he's had nanobats streaming. <laughs> yeah, banana bat plays magic. So for me, webcam wise, and I know a lot of other people have started going to this one, and it's a relatively popular high def one. It's the Logitech C920. It's just one of the best high def webcams out there. It's actually got been marked down a lot on Amazon recently. It's like only sixty bucks, which has been great because it was usually like a hundred, hundred plus. So it's a great webcam. Um, it'll give you widescreen and you can obviously crop it down in some of the programs that you're going to be using. We'll mention the software. Now, when it comes to microphones, there's a couple of options. You have a headset-based or a USB uh, standalone microphone. The headphone-based ones are going to be like your normal gaming headsets where it'll be like a big old cans and with a microphone or something on there. Or you can have a USB one, which will be something like a podcast microphone or something else of that sort. For me, I use a Blue Yeti which is a standalone uh, USB microphone. It's excellent quality. A lot of people swear by it. Blue microphones in general are great. There's uh, one called the Snowball, which is a nice cheaper option. Uh, I recommend that as well. Usually, like some of these ones start off with USB and you can actually step up to stuff with like an XLR analog connection uh, that can connect to a soundboard. I know a lot of higher level streamers and stuff like that floating ready run for instance when they do their streams they will um they use magic and a bunch of other games as well on it so they need something like an actual audio soundboard so they actually have those kind of nice connections for that the big thing though with lure to remember is that they are actually a video production company so they have the ability to get these types of items you don't you do not need to think that oh just because I watch Lur or because I watch someone else that I need to get a whole soundboard in order to no, no. do this. No, that's – yeah, like that's one of those things where way down the road if you ever get you know, into streaming so much or you, 
even recording video and recording music. I know some people record themselves doing uh, music if they want to, and those kind of things, all the audio inputs just are good for. It's just something down the road you can expand to if you absolutely want to. It's not a need at all. But with the USB things and your headset, you are absolutely going to want to tweak your sound settings. You can do that through your Windows settings. Some people use other programs to help smooth their audio out before it even gets to the program. I don't. I'm just lazy, and I don't, <laughs> I don't really feel the need to go through all those extra hoops. And my audio sounds fine on stream. What you want to do, though, is you can have a test stream where all you're doing is just worry about talking to people. And if you want to play music, play your music behind your talking. Get your levels nice and set. Remember where they are. Just, you know, mark on your microphone where your gain settings are. Write down or screenshot what your settings are just so you can keep them if you, something gets goes wrong. Yeah, you don't want to be in a stream where they're playing music and it's so loud that you can't hear the streamer talking. It's much better to have kind of just the background music where it's like, oh, hey, there's a little little tunes going on in the background. So it's not just dead silence when the streamer, you ostensibly, aren't talking. Yeah, there's also people – I know some streamers will play music. I play music. Uh, other streamers do as well. But other people such as LSV, he actually doesn't play music because some people like to come back and watch the VODs or the video on demand uh, that are on Twitch where you can go look at past things. And some people like up loading to YouTube and you can't get the monetization or the views well or it might get locked down in certain countries if you're playing music based off of how they track that nowadays. So it's really a do you do you want to be listening to music while you stream or do you value the replayability of whatever the audio is? And if say you have your own music and you want to play it, you can do that as well. If you make there your are, own music, you can play that in the background cuz you own it. There's also free to play options or open uh, what's it? Fair use Yes, fair use, open yes. Fair, use, fair use open source stuff. Or you can even get the artist permission. I know James from Loading Ready Run plays a lot of music from Big Giant Circles. And he talked with the Jimmy Henson, who is the one who does a lot of stuff, and got his blessing. So he can use all that music uh, without having to worry about royalties or anything of that sort. Now, other people, actually, there's programs out there where you can queue up on another website and link to the website and... It does the DJing for you there so you can actually have your audience listening to a curated playlist that you're listening to as well, but it won't show up on your actual stream. So that's something, you know, it's up to you, your choice, whatever. It just usually helps add to the whole affair. I know some people enjoy a streamer I watch late at night, uh, Doc. He plays a lot of dad rock and his playlists are always on point. Sometimes I'll switch it up, but he's got a great playlist that he's tweaked over the years and people honestly will say i love coming just for the music and the magic is just incidental now another piece of gear that's kind of incidental that you might want down the road but you absolutely don't necessarily need it is a green screen and a lighting kit depending on where you are lighting is probably going to be your more important thing of the green screen some people like putting the green screen so they can you know just black out their background and just have just them sitting in their chair uh, on screen and have a nice little butt backdrop behind them like the digital picture or something of that sort. You absolutely don't need it. Plenty of people don't use it. If you have the money and want to throw it at that, more than welcome to. It's all about what you are thinking is going to be best for your stream because this is this is your stream. You don't need to be looking at what other people are doing. Just what do you want to do? Yeah. you can, Now, my best recommendation is look at other streams 
to get ideas and see, I like this from the stream. I like that from the stream. This is what I want to put on my stream. And this is what you make your stream you. However, I will say one thing about gear. Most laptop onboard stuff is not great. If you want to put out a good product, your webcam that's built in, not going to give you this best picture. The microphone that's built in, it's not going to give you the best audio quality. It's probably going to pick up. If you're just streaming from just your laptop, I highly recommend getting at least an additional keyboard if you're going to use that microphone for starters, just because it'll pick up on the key typing way too easily. Also, it could pick up on the whirring of the fan and any other kind of stuff that might be going on in the computer itself. So it's just, if you want a good stream quality, use peripherals. And that's your gear section. And so that's really the part of the buy-in into streaming. So it's not just, I want to stream, let me just put it out there. There is some setup that you want to do if you really want to put out a good quality product. And that's really your, your should be your number one goal when creating any sort of content is making good product. Right. And this, the gear, some of the gear that I mentioned, like the Logitech C920 and, and the Blue Yeti microphone or even the Snowball, you put like you get the Yeti and that Logitech thing and you're looking at $175 on Amazon today with Prime. Yeah. Straight up. It's not bad at all. Um, it's a little bit of output on the front end, but in the long run, tr trust me, it helps immensely. Think of it like a good pair of shoes. You're likely to spend maybe 80 to to $100 on a good pair of shoes, but it's going to last you a long time. You're definitely going to get your 80 bucks worth out of those shoes. Same, same, oh, same sort of idea here. I absolutely have out of my gear so far. Yeah. So next up we're going to talk about is your software. Now this is like – this is the potatoes to the meat and potatoes of streaming. The meat's obviously your, your computer. The potatoes of it is this is what runs your stuff. Now, there's a couple programs out there. The two most popular ones are XSplit and OBS. Now, the thing with OBS is that it's free. It's open source. But XSplit is out there as well. XSplit has some more powerful options that, you know, but you have to pay. Hey, unless you want watermarks and lower stream uh, quality and stuff like that. It's really up to you. Again, this is something that I highly recommend you try both out and see what works best for you. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be putting links, obviously, in the notes um, about to each of these individual websites. Now, I, I use OBS, one, because I'm cheap, and two, because a lot of the other things out there that I could find said that OBS and XSplit kind of don't get along very well or XSplit and magic online don't get along very well when you're trying to record it obs you have to do some workarounds as well there's plenty of things out there in videos we can uh, we'll reference and stuff in a little bit to help you get that but the basics of it are with the streaming and obs you're going to need a computer that can run it and that will at least be able to handle running a game as well as this software because remember your software is going to be encoding video and pushing it out online while your computer is also trying to process the game. So inside OBS, you have a bunch of scenes. You can actually swap back and forth. You'll know some you'll notice some streamers will have like they'll just go to the, just their giant web webcam view and then they'll go to a game view. Those are scenes and you can set them to how you want. I have a bunch of different scenes set up for if I want to have my screen flipped one direction, if I'm playing a different game like uh, Knights of the Old Republic or some other full screen shooter game, I'll have my stream layout completely different. But you can set it up multiple ways there. And inside of that, you're going to have your sources. Now, this is going to include every last little bit 
that goes into what your viewers see. This is your, includes your overlay. This includes your webcam output, your chat window, if you want to have one in there. It includes the actual capture of the game itself. Setting it up and its layers. So if you've ever worked with a program such as Photoshop where it has layers and stuff like that, the thing that's on the very top of the source list is going to be the very top. Anything under it will have to be sized appropriately and you'll want to have it so that it can be transparent if you have an image such as an overlay so that your uh, video and other stuff can actually peek through windows. So as an example of this, right now uh, I've got on in the background muted the current Loading Ready Run stream and they're playing Magic right now. They've got a big blue overlay and they have three smaller windows that are aligned behind them. One is their gameplay, one is their little webcam, and then one is a picture of the chat, which is sometimes helpful if you want to have the chat on screen. And making sure that you don't have the game and everything else standing out of your overlay, because then it'd be an underlay, you want to make sure that everything is lined neatly and to whatever your specifications are. Yeah, and with all that stuff, there's an absolute mess of settings inside the program as well that can help you set up optimization of your stream in your video if you're if you can't push out 1080p you can push out 720 if you want you can pick which server you're connecting to uh there is an absolutely amazing two video uh two youtube video set that gabby sparks produced for the magic uh mothership website we're going to link that later if you do want to stream i highly 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 recommend you watch these videos because she goes through an amazing rundown of how to tweak and profile each of those settings. The two videos alone are 35 minutes combined. We're not going to have enough time to go over all of that. I don't want to go over all that. There's great research. It's an absolutely amazing resource that I wish was out there two years ago when I started. I had to dig through all kinds of forums and help ask questions and Google searches like crazy just to figure out half of this stuff. Plus, you don't want to hear us recap a YouTube video when a lot of this is going to be visual. Looking at, like, hearing about OBS is a lot different than seeing OBS, and knowing where everything is is going to be the big key, which is why these videos are going to be very important for you if you're using OBS to set up your stream. Oh, absolutely. Another great part about OBS, and I know Exploit has this too, is you can have plugins. Like, with OBS being open source, people can make little software additions that you can use to plug in. One of them I use is called the CLR Browser. That actually allows me to use another website called Twitch Alerts, which if you watch streams, you might see a pop-up with a GIF and you hear a little noise and it'll show like this person is now following the stream or this person is now subscribed or this person's donated X amount of money. Most of the time, that's going to be something like Twitch Alerts pumped through the CLR browser add-on, which is another layer that you can add to your stream, which just produces a nice little visual graphic and it, it's one of the those little nice tweaks that you can do to your own stream that helps with interaction with the audience. Another great part about OBS as well is that if you don't want to stream live, you can record a video for YouTube straight from OBS and you can have your layout that you have on your stream right there ready to go for recording and screen capturing your own video that you can up later upload to YouTube or other websites if you would like. Yes. This is, again, just super multi-use and just setting it up and getting it out there. Yep. Now, we mentioned overlays, and that's kind of the nice graphical reference, like graphical representation of your own stream. Uh, people will put 
images in their background of their thing. Me, personally, I have just a kind of darker blue fading to a lighter blue uh, color fade on mine. It's simple. It's plain. I like the color blue. I have it matched up with some really lime green text, which it makes it pop. And I created my own overlay using a program called GIMP. Now, it sounds kind of funny, but it actually stands for New Image Manipulation Programmer. G, that's G-N-U, like the bird. Also, it's a software for coding, I think. Yeah. Anyways. But anyway, it's it's an amazing program. It's it's essentially Photoshop on the on the free. It's an open source version of Photoshop. If you have Photoshop, use Photoshop. Basically, you want to be able to produce a PNG or other kind of uh, image file that has transparency. So you can cut out those transparent windows out of the image. So when you put it as your overlay, it has those uh, empty spaces for your, your video, your chat, or your uh, game itself to show through. For the love of God, though, please, please do not make it insane or garish. There's an actual Twitter account called Bad Layouts that tracks, that people can submit to. I've seen some doozies. Yeah, it's, the Bad Layouts that they put on that account are truly horrendous. And it's just kind of absurd when you see some of them. It's like there's barely even any space for the game or the streamer or anything along those lines. Most of the streams that do really well have nice and clean overlays. Like mentioning the Loading Ready Run stream right now, again, they've got three-quarters of the, of the screen taken up with the game. They have about maybe a sixteenth of it with their own webcam. And then they have another portion, which is kind of the remainder with the chat. That's all you really need if you want the chat on screen. There are other times when they're streaming where you see, like, say, Cam from Loading Ready Run streaming Dark Souls, where he's in the bottom left-hand corner, and the entire window is taken up by the game. No chat, no chat crowding out, anything like that. You want to make sure that what you're presenting doesn't look like a middle schooler wanted to make a collage and just threw a bunch of things at the screen. Yeah, usually the, the simpler it looks and the, the cleaner it'll look. Minimalist... I personally like minimalistic type stuff. As long as you can, you can tune into the stream. Go, okay. I'm coming in the middle. They have, they've already started. There's the streamer. There's the chat. There's what they're playing, or I can see what they're playing. And sometimes having like text at the bottom of like, hey, this is our record, or something like the like what music's being played. There are other ways to add that on through the CLR browser as well. Like you can track your Pandora and other stuff. So you can see all that. Like if you can just look at the screen, see everything nice. And clear. That's probably the best, absolute, probably the most absolute best way you can actually present your stream out there. And you'd be surprised at how much just a clean, a clean-looking stream uh, display will add to your potential viewership. Absolutely. Now you can also have some sort of break screens and stuff like that. You can just make a little just text or whatever if you want to. You can commission an artist. To do stuff, I know I have. Um, I got a, a commission an artist to actually make some art and cartoonish pictures <laughs> of me, <laughs> basically for like my going my stream end or I'm on break kind of thing. So it's it's really up to you. Like just like I said, if you watch a lot of streams, just pick and choose what you want. But there are programs out there that you can use to add in all that good stuff. Now, also that CLR browser can be used to pump in. An amazing little bot called oh, yes. MTG Bot. 
MTG bot is a blessing and sometimes a detriment, depending on depending on the whims of the chat. Yes, you can actually. What it is is it's a bot that you can do card searches, price searches through Magic Online. Like Magic Online price searches, they're actually adding like actual card paper pricing soon on there as well. There's an, a cool little add-on through the CLR browser that you can pump in, and it'll show a little graphic representation of what event you're playing. And it'll have like three three packs of, I think it's Modern Masters 2015. To if you're in a draft or if you're in Modern, it's a different picture. In Standard, it's C, it was Siege Rhino. Yeah. In Legacy, it's another picture. Vintage, it's a picture of the Lotus, and it'll show like what your current record is if you're in a league. If you're two and three, two and one in the league, it'll show two and one. It'll be like game one. And it'll, or if you're up a game, it'll have a little green arrow. It's an amazing, cool little graphic representation you can plug in, and it's just another. Again, just get another little tiny thing that adds to the flavor of your stream. Absolutely. The MTG bot does tend to be very helpful, especially when, say, if you're Luis Scott Vargas and you're streaming original Ravnica block drafts, and someone like me, who didn't really play during that time and definitely didn't even know Limited existed, being able to just go in the in the chat and do uh, exclamation point card, what is the card that we're playing, what is the card we're playing against, so we can know what it does. Also, yeah. quick note, all the commands in MTG bot and many of the other bots are exclam and then a command. But usually there's a there's even a, a exclam help where it'll tell you all the commands or it'll give you a link to a paste bin with all of the commands. Yeah, it's great. Um, we'll be linking, again, all of these links and all these websites and programs and stuff we're talking about will be in the uh, show notes down below. So that kind of wraps it up mostly for software. Again, it's the potatoes to the meat and potatoes of your stream. It's what makes your stream your stream, how you present it, what you're using to get it out there in terms of whether you're using OBS or XSplit to actually broadcast the soft, like the broadcast software itself. It all comes together and how you just – my recommendation is just set aside a weekend and just plug away at it, chipping here and there, figuring out everything like that, have a test stream or two change your layout around, just go at it, mess with it however you want to until you get it how you want it. And that's the most important part is make it your own. Yes, remember that if you can't please yourself, you can't please anybody else. Correct. So I think okay. that brings us very nicely into the hardware that you're going to want to be looking at for your stream. Yeah, um, you kind of technically call the gear we had hardware, but for hardware, I was more referencing your computer. And I'm not going to tell you go out and buy go out and buy or build the biggest gaming rig you ever need. However, you are going to need a computer that can play the lovely quality program that is Magic Online. It's getting better. It's nowhere near as much of a memory hog as it used to be. Yeah, but <laughs> I have a man. I, one of my 24-hour streams like a year or two ago, I accidentally left it open Ooh. while I was playing Destiny as Ooh. like a as like a, a break. I think I came back and it was over a million was it a million megabits. It was a very large number in the actual memory usage. Let's <laughs> just was, let's just leave it that the that Magic Online has its it problems. Used, it used to have a gigantic memory leak, but it's gotten a lot better. It's still temperamental. This topic is for an, an entirely another day. Oh no 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 no! Yeah, obviously yeah, but it's a temperamental program, and you're going to need a computer. Like a, like I kind of briefly mentioned in the software section, you're going to need a computer that has the hardware available. So you're going to need to, you're just going to need a good processor so you can crunch all the data and stuff that you need it to, especially when it's chugging through and slugging 
getting that broadcasting uh, out there as well as playing your game. Now, memory card wise, that really depends on if you're actually playing another game. It's not Magic is an intensive graphic graphical game when it comes to your, your actual memory card. At most, what's going to happen is there's an issue with OBS and some software or some graphics cards, especially if you're on a laptop, where you actually have to go into your graphics card settings. And this is something I learned the hard way. Otherwise, you just show a blank screen. You have to go into your actual graphics card uh, options. Yeah, options and uh, control control uh, control screen to actually set OBS to run off your uh, integrated hardware. It's just a weird quirk that the way your desktop displays when you're doing a window capture because Magic Online does not work with game capture. It doesn't. Yeah. It's it's just it's a it's a whole it's a whole mess. And again, so this is more to, this is more yeah. along the lines of where you probably want to be looking into getting a rig or making sure that you're you have a desktop computer that has the the umph in order to handle this. Right. I currently use a laptop. It actually works pretty good. It's a gaming laptop that was bought last summer uh, while I was deployed. It works fine. Stuttery streams. The re- reason why you want a good one is if your screen, if you know you're lagging and chugging, your computer's struggling to process the video and push it out. You're going to get drop frames, which will give you your, a stuttery look to your stream, and that's a huge turnoff for yeah, people. Drop frames, drop frames are the bane of any streamer. Where it's like, we have some drop frames. No. Yeah, they'll like people will stop what they're doing in the middle of a game and try and figure out what the heck if they're able to figure out why they're dropping streams or dropping frames during their stream. Dovetails nicely into you're going to need a decent internet connection. I think they recommend I think it's at least two up, two meg up, and some possibly even three. I think it's two meg up for 720 and three meg up if you want to do 1080p. So you're uh, saying that if I have potato internet, I shouldn't be streaming. If you have potato internet, you can still stream. Just be aware that you should definitely tune down what you're pushing out until you're able to get better internet. And if you aren't able to get better internet, it's kind of a problem. So, so just something to be aware of when, while we're get, while we're talking about setting up our own stream. So, one thing you also want to look at as well is quietness. Now, whether this means you kind of put your rig or your whatever it is off to the side, that's great. You don't want loud, whirring fans if your computer's chugging along in the background. Because, And also, if you can, try and find a nice place that's quiet to stream. Like, if you're going to have a lot of outside noise, close a window, close your door to the outside, if that's the thing you're able to do. Just make sure that you you try to limit the noise that your computer puts off or the ambient noise around you as well. Some people will actually go to kind of having sound deadening uh, materials. They'll put it up in their area where they're streaming just to, you know, to help the sound quality improve. It's absolutely not needed, but it definitely helps audio wise because you don't want a kind of a whine in the background, especially people are watching with headphones. It's annoying, very annoying to have a low pitched whine going on in your ears at a constant rate another reason why some people play play music because they want to avoid any of those things but again it's it's all about what is what are you what are you trying to what is the the can't talk today what are you giving out for the people to consume correct yeah and the real the and 
it's hard. It's that hard question to ask. It's like, what do you want to actually do with it? But it's obviously you want to put out content. And if you want to put out content, you're going to want to put out the best possible quality. Now, you're not going to put out like top-notch, top-tier stuff right off the bat. And this is a good way to segue segue right into things I've learned. Yes, Ian, what have you learned over the past few years of streaming? I'm not the absolute best person, but like I said, I've done it for about two years off and on. Life got in the way, deployments and whatnot. But when I do stream... I've learned that you it's not necessarily a necessity right off the bat, but you want to make sure that you get high quality as soon as possible, whether it being you might have a potato webcam. Now we say potato, that's obviously terms for very like low quality. So if you have a potato webcam or a bad mic or low internet, you can kind of get away with that at first, but if you're going to make it a regular thing, really, really, really try and get that, those upgrades in first. My recommendation is webcam, probably is primary. Uh, mic quality can, mic quality, it, it really depends if you, you know, if you think you can get away with potato quality video as opposed to you wanting nice crisp audio. Like I kind of mentioned, consistency. I haven't had it a lot, mainly due to life. If I could, I'd stream all the damn time. But having a schedule saying, look, I've noticed some of the biggest level ups that people have had while they're streaming or with their own streams as once they've made a schedule for themselves saying, I'm going to schedule this day to this day at this time. So it's like, I'm going to do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and people will post their schedules and stuff. Like you might stream on Mondays, 5 PM to 7 PM. And then on the weekends, you might start at 9 AM and end at 5 PM and just go like, whole chunk of your middle of your day kind of thing like that if you consistently can keep that schedule it'll help your viewership rise absolutely being able to have someone ask you hey when are you streaming and being able to say well glad you asked i stream late nights on the east coast so come find me around 11 p.m midnight eastern time or being able to say i stream during the day i stream starting at 9 9 a.m central speaking of those are the two streaming times that SG Doc and Gabby Sparks are streaming now. Right. Yeah. Gabby actually was able to take a step back from her actual from her job and and become a and she's pushing full time streamer now starting this week. And she's like, I'm starting at nine. And she usually goes till about four ish. She's she's nine AM on, I believe it's central time. Yes, she's she's yeah, she's nine central. Yeah, she's nine central. She goes nine central to about three or four in the afternoon. So she's able to actually push out there. Now She's gotten huge partly because she had these lovely consistent schedules. You knew roughly when she was going to be on. She was active. To, to grow your viewer base, you're going to want to stream at least three times a week. Easy. It's just – it's a sad fact. If you only have two to three days, two so days to stream, that's fine. Stream whenever you can, whenever you want to. Trust me. It's fine if you stream once every week or whatever like that. Something else I've learned, like kind of leading into this, you need to temper your expectations. Not everyone is going to be able to get Twitch partner right away. Like unless you're already huge in the community, like you see some other popular YouTubers such as like Tulane Community College. They went from YouTube and he wanted and the professor wanted to stream. So he transitioned to streaming and had an instant massive viewer base. 
unless you already have kind of a semi-installed viewer base that people are going to know you from already, don't really expect a massive stream. Yeah, unless you're somebody already like LSV where it's like, oh, I'm LSV. I'm a Magic Pro Pro Tour Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, you're LSV. Here, you're partnered. There's part of it where, you know, you can earn the partnership, but there's also the whole concept that, well, I need to prove to Twitch that I can be yeah. partnered. Yeah, you can, you can, you, there's, you can prove you need to be partnered. I've watched many a streamer go from, I'm just starting to stream now to all of a sudden they're a partner. And there are people who will pop on and be like, I'm an entity. Boom, I got a partner. That should be probably the last thing you want to concern yourself with is becoming a Twitch partner and having subscriptions to your channel when you first start off. If that's your intent and your purpose of streaming, that's actually not the greatest purpose. You want to stream for yourself and stream to put the best content out there. And you can have that as a goal, but that should not be your intent. And if you do get partnered, then that's great. Yep. Hey. Now, speaking of popular streams, say you want to stream at 5 p.m. Or you get off of work at 5, you start streaming at 6 p.m., but oh gosh, there's this other popular streamer who's streaming at that same time. Don't be afraid to stream against popular streamers. And by against, I mean while they're streaming as well. Stream when you stream. Do not worry about others. I'm still kind of actually getting through this myself. Don't worry about other people. If you stream and if you put out a quality product, people will watch. Yeah, you might start. You might. You might start out with five viewers. If but if you have a consistent five to ten viewers time after time, hey, that's great. You're getting a consistent viewer base, and over time, it'll grow. The people will. Go to the like they might go to just the who's on Magic Online right now streaming in the Twitch menu, and if they keep noticing that there's this person streaming and I've noticed them streaming for like I keep seeing them on there, I might as well go check them out. Looks like they stream all the time. They're streaming when I'm usually watching. Let me go check them out. And if you're putting a good product out, you might just gain yourself a new viewer. Yeah. And also, what's great too is those big popular streamers. Sometimes when they end, they'll go look and be like, hmm. Who's streaming? Who? Oh, this looks like a nice little stream. Let's send everybody here. And like I've seen giant streams of like 300 people get routed to somebody who's had 10 viewers and it makes their day. And it's amazing. I've had it happen to me. So with the viewer base and with that, do have fun and interact with them. Now, this is where having your chat on the screen can kind of help. Also, sometimes it might be a little... If he, if you're, you know, a smaller stream, constantly engage with them, talk with them, ask them questions. Like randomly, I'll just be like, eh, things are kind of getting a little like, like low in chat. Let me just ask everybody how their day is going. How you guys having a good weekend? What do you got planned for the weekend? And people, it's amazing. Chat could be dead for like five minutes, and you can ask something like, "Hey, how's everybody doing? What's going on in your life? You guys, take any cool plans for the weekend? What are you guys looking forward to the pre-release?" It'll come alive instantly because you might have 20 people watching that we're just sitting there watching. It's like, oh, he's talking to me. Let me go – let me type up and answer a response. It is, it is so important to be able to jump into a chat, say hi, and maybe like – maybe it doesn't happen every day, every time. But like those times I'll jump into Doc's chat and I'll be like, oh, hey, John, how you doing? Or I'll, dop, or I'll jump into LSV's chat every now and then and just go, hey, what's up? And he goes, oh, hey, Jay Wiley, how's it going? You know. You, you, it is amazing how little work you need to do to make someone feel great about just jumping in and participating. Oh, yeah. Even if someone streams, like, just the recognition of, like, oh, hey, cool. The guy I'm watching said hey to me. That's awesome. Like, what I didn't actually put this in notes, but 
something you might want to do when you notice a lot of streamers do is they have their own signature way of welcoming, welcoming someone if they're a new follower or a new subscriber. For me, I'm in the army, so I give a nice little salute and thanks for following the stream. And I'll say the, the username, I'll be like, username, salute, thanks for following the stream. It's just a cool little way to thank thank them for welcoming in. You know, you can do like pick something that's your own, make it your own. It's a nice little flavorful touch you can add to it. Yeah, now, personality. Yeah, exactly. Now, keeping in mind when you're interacting with chat, there is a Twitch delay. It used to be like insanely short, but back when the PS4 and the Xbox One came out, Twitch interact like integrated themselves with those plat those uh, consoles. And unfortunately, it created the Twitch delay, which is for uh, for partners, it can be about three to six seconds. For regular people, there is an option. You can select it. Now, you need good internet to do this, but you can actually induce less of a lag. For me, I usually have about 10-second lag, maybe. It also, also depends on the people watching and their quality of the internet because they can't reduce their settings yeah, unless you hit a certain viewer threshold, they're going to be forced to watch it at whatever threshold that you have it set to. If you have it set to be streaming, pumping out at 1080p, they're going to be watching it at 1080p until you hit some somewhere in the order of 50 to 80 viewers. Yeah, and it might then, be a good yeah, it might be a good idea for newer streamers to start at 720p so it doesn't affect adversely affect your viewer stream watching. Another quick now, thing to note about chat, or a quick thing to note about chat real fast is. If you're playing Magic, the chat is going to recommend lines to you or, rec or recommend plays to you. A, they do have the Twitch delay, so you have to keep that in mind. And two, there's a small maxim that you will learn is that you should always listen to chat and that you should never listen to chat. A so, and then two. I love it. <laughs> so just remember that it is your stream. You could, If the chat asks you to do something, you can say yes and yeah, I think that's a good play. Or you can go, you know what, I don't, I don't agree with what you're saying and I'm going to do, do, do what I'm intending to do with this play. Just remember that you are the one who's playing the game. Don't let them. Don't let them backseat game. Right. Another and with that, you might actually want some of their help. You might see a tricky line and be like, "Hey, what do I? What do you guys reckon? What do you guys think I should do? I have this line and this line. It's something where like if you're playing paper and you don't have anybody else there looking, it's your chat essentially becomes looking over your shoulder and can whisper suggestions to you. Say if you're on a team event, if this is going on and you do this often you will time out. Meaning Magic Online has that lovely chess clock that you can't replicate really well in person. But if you wait for those 10 seconds, those 15 seconds, and you think, well, wait, well, maybe we can do this, and you wait another 10, 15 seconds, another 20 seconds, eventually one play of yours can take a minute and a half. Whereas if you're playing by yourself or playing in paper, you would have made that decision within 10, 15 seconds. So what would essentially be a slow play warning in paper or in real life, it's just you making one play while you're waiting for chat to respond. Do not get frustrated by this. It happens to everyone. Even popular streamers still time out. It's, it's LSV still claims he has never timed out. We like people even like people even have emotes that are jokingly about the clock and going so low on time every time. You see that red thing pop up. Chat goes, "Oh God, the clock! Watch the clock! Watch the clock!" When it's red, what about it, when it's yellow? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, point Man. being, timing out's going to happen unless you want to play really quickly. But if you play quickly, you're going to make mistakes. And again, your stream, you need to determine which one is more important. And with the chat getting all frantic and panicky like that, 
it can have a negative effect on the streamer. Now, the streamer-chat relationship is very symbiotic. If they're getting all antsy and stuff like that, you could potentially get salty. You need to try and avoid this, especially if things start going bad in the game, like you're drawing all lands or you're flooding out or your mana screwed and you only have drawn two lands in the last eight turns and your opponent's just hitting land and spell, land and spell, land and spell, and they're just destroying you. I am absolutely terrible at this, but you need to try and avoid the salt. It becomes awkward for your viewers and they'll will be like i don't want to watch somebody who's you know just moaning and complaining all the time so, it's yeah, seems... obviously frustrated at what's going on on screen and I, I will i will go ahead and say that you know sometimes those streams they are not in, they're, they're not interesting for me to watch just from a personal perspective like i what understand they... struggling against a, a line but at one point the salt just becomes toxic because you, the human body can only withstand so much sodium <laughs> Uh, saltier than a pretzel factory. That's me sometimes. But, and with that, know when to pack it in. If, if, if your stream is starting to spiral downwards and you see, and you feel yourself like, oh gosh, things aren't going well in the stream. I want to keep streaming for another hour or two, but it's getting late. I'm tired, hungry, need a drink, need a break, just need to get away from the computer. Don't stretch things out. Bad idea, bad idea drafts in paper, in person, hilariously fun. Bad idea drafts online while you're streaming. Very, very bad. It's not enjoyable for you because by the, by the end of it, especially if you're in a Swiss draft and you drafted a relatively mediocre deck, this happened to me a week or two ago, by the end of it, you're like, let's just get this over with. It's like, just take the horse out back and shoot it. Yeah. Just, just, just put it out of its misery. Don't let your stream get to that point. Remember, you know you better than anyone else. And if you feel like, you know, maybe this is not, maybe I'm feeling a little bad. I'm just, I'm just kind of cranky. I just need to take a breather. Do it. This is your stream. It's not, unless, unless it is your job, unless this is something that you, this is like, yes, I want to be streaming for a job. Until you get to that point, it, that's, it's not a job. So oh, just take it, take it as it is. That's another big thing. Don't just drop everything and start streaming. Yeah, don't, a job. don't do that. No. <laughs> Have have a get it get a big viewer base before you even consider that. Just just don't do it. Make sure you're financially secure. Yes. But sure, yeah. speaking speaking of knowing to pack it in, you might notice some people do twelve to twenty four hour streams. That's awesome. It's fun. I've done my fair share of them. I think I've done at least five. I mean, Maybe, technically, no, you're a part of like what? What is it? How long is Desert Bus? Granted, oh my god! Granted, you're not awake for all those hours, but no, but it's it's massive sleep deprivation by day four. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> don't do 24 hour streams. No, no, don't do 24 hour streams. With the caveat of don't start out doing 24 hour streams. Build yourself into it. See how you like streaming. See how long you're able to tolerate streaming. It's like running a marathon. You don't just say I'm going to go run the New York marathon and then you go out two weeks later and go run the New York marathon. No, 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 no. You were. Work into it. You do have a training schedule. Like basically your schedule of streaming is your training schedule. Work into it. Do a 12-hour stream at first. See how a 12-hour stream goes for you. Or do an 8-hour stream. Then do a 12-hour stream. Then do like a 15-hour stream. And then slowly work your way into it. Eventually set a nice cool little goal. You know, like get a set of viewer goal or something that will be like, hey, X amount of viewers from now, we're going to do a 24-hour stream. And you'll set the time and it'll be fun. I will say don't do more than 24-hour streams because there are people who will promise 36-hour streams. Somebody um, did 48 hours a week or two ago. 
Just don't do it. You need to sleep. Pr- take care of yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself, but, but not in that way. But also in treating yourself, make sure you have drinks on hand relatively close by. I've been drinking a glass of water this entire time while I've been talking. I have – I will more likely add up, end up with at least a couple glasses of water drink or I'll drink seltzer water and have like five cans by the end of like a four-hour stream drink because you're talking a lot. And if you don't – if you haven't ever really done it, talking for four hours because you're the one entertaining your people, your viewers, it you need to drink <laughs> and you might need to have some food, especially if you do a longer stream you might need to be like hey i'm gonna go grab some food real quick and come you know stream there's also people who stream themselves eating for fun that's a whole nother story yeah we won't, we won't, we won't get into into the mukbang stream <laughs> no <laughs> just not just today. just google Halmf mukbang if you are curious about that mistress photoshop did an amazing video the other day of that uh, they that said was... it's a they said it's a benny hill Oh, of it's course a, they did. It's a minute and a half long. Oh, <laughs> I'm Lord. eating the pizza. It's so good. Just, but, just Google it if you want to know more about that. Right. And I think one of the most important things that I've learned – well, one of the things I've learned too is figure out how you want your stream to come off. Like do you want it to be family friendly? Some people don't curse on the stream. Me, I curse up a damn storm. It's very hard to do this podcast because there's a lot of times I want to drop an F-bomb or curse, but we're keeping it friendly so we don't get that lovely uh, explicit stamp on a stream. So make sure you know what you're getting yourself into when you go into a stream where versus like, for example, Doc, he swears. LSV, he doesn't swear. So make sure that when you – that you know – maybe not know, but you you need to set the limits for yourself of – how do you want your stream to be approached? Do you want it to be family friendly, like Dick said, or do you want to be more of a late night hanging out with you're just hanging out with me? We're just kind of like, yo, man, crack open a, whatever. Crack open a beer. Yeah, because because if you are of age, who doesn't enjoy a alcoholic beverage? Sometimes, well, there are people who don't drink, but beside the point, the tasty beverage of your choosing. Exactly. Know what your niche is, not just in your presentation as well, right? Oh, yeah. And that's, like I said, that's the key point. Find your niche. Do you draft? Are you a constructed player? Which format are you? Are you modern player? Are you a standard player? Do you play pauper? Do you do momir? Are you going to do drafting or are you going to do sealed leagues? Find a niche if you like a lot of things. Put it out there. Let your peop- let your viewers know, hey, look, I like doing this, this, and this. Me, I'll draft. I'll, see- I'll do sealed. I've done I've done modern when it wasn't filled with Eldrazi because I am a terrible person and love playing infect. Come at me, bro. Anyway, um, I've built a pauper deck now. I start I've started playing pauper. It's it's a hilariously fun format, and you can do some crazy fun stuff in that as well. Uh, I've streamed some standard, but standard's expensive. I like being able to buy a deck and playing that deck with moderate tweaks to it and not having it rotate and having to go buy a lot more stuff every couple months. It's just not fun. But find your niche. People love drafting. The playing, it's, 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 it's amazing how much people love the draft. The drafting is one of the weird – draft is the weird thing where it's like people love the draft and then they go, oh, sweet draft. Peace out. Talk to, see you guys later for the games. And that's why somebody, after a while, you might get good enough to be able to multi-queue like LSV does. And he'll multi-queue 
like nobody's business. He'll have like three drafts going on. He'll draft. And then in the middle of that draft, be like, all right, we're done round one. We've got like 30 minutes left. Let's go with another draft. Round one. No, there's, I was watching him do, doing the, we're currently in the middle oh, of the simultane. original Ravnica block drafts. He will fin- he finished drafting. one Ravnica block draft and then waiting for round one to start, started another Ravnica block draft. Yeah. He was, he was picking cards in two different drafts at the same time. Yeah. But again, it's, this is this is LSV being LSV, and there's actually a great uh, art post that was written um, by Chaz Andres, who's been writing for the uh, Mothership recently, about LSV's greatest skill as a as a streamer. I will I will just just leave it at that, and I'll put it in the show notes for you guys to go and see. But yeah, so stuff like that. There's amazing resources out there. Hopefully, this podcast is one for you. Just do. It, it seems cliche, but you do you. Like, you watch stream. I'm, if if you're thinking about streaming, odds are you watch streams. You know what you want to get out of a stream. You know what you need to, you know what you want your stream to look like. Hopefully this helps you figure out, you know, like some of the stuff you might need to gather up and be ready mentally wise. Because you're going to find a lot of stuff like how to stream. And it's going to tell you the technical side of things. You just need the general overview, which hopefully we've provided you today. Of like this is a lot of stuff that basically I had to go and learn the hard way because there was no real decent uh, tutorial on you need X Y Z you need to know this you should know this and you need to make sure you have this tempered and all that kind of stuff and I've been like I said I've been streaming off and on for t- since twenty like middle twenty fourteen and I'm still learning and still getting better at all this stuff and that's never stop improving yeah never always stop improving. stream. Never stop improving. Know what you want to get out of it. So, Ian, if you had to, if you had to summarize all of this into just one sentence, just one sentence, what would it be? Streaming is super fun, and I highly recommend it. Awesome. All right, Ian, where can people find you if they have more questions? If you guys have any questions about this or any questions setting up your stream or anything of that sort, you can find me on Twitter at DixonIJ. That's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. Or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dix, D-I-X. Um, I will be streaming the absolute heck out of these pre-release uh, sealed queues coming up. Sealed leagues. Yeah, They're having sealed, sealed leagues. leagues. Pre-release sealed oh. leagues are the best idea I never knew I wanted. But I want them and I need them <laughs> in my life. Because I'm that player who – I have done six pre-releases in a weekend before. It, it's 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 hand to god it's amazing and i it's like my crack like previously this weekend is my crack it's like give give me what i need a, i need to hit wizards give me give me the foils please are you ready to be jealous go for it for fnm my lgs got a case of innistrad so we're gonna Sir? be doing a triple innistrad draft for fnm like innistrad 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 yeah old school triple innistrad and then dude, going into the pre-release. Dude, the flavor. <laughs> it's great. Uh, now that we've had that little interlude into our psychosis, uh, you can find me at jwiley129 on Twitter, and that is also my username on Twitch. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at, at Eyes on the Mize. Uh, we're, we're doing daily cube packs. Uh, I'm, we're finishing up this week with one of our followers is our business, so... Uh, hats off to you, sir. And if you want, and if you want to get any of our other updates, as well as how I'm doing in my Innistrad draft, you might want to go follow the podcast, or follow me, or follow Dix, whichever one you want. 
And if you have questions, please feel free to email us at eyesonthemise at gmail.com. Also, please, I don't know if we've gotten any reviews of the podcast lately. But I've if unchecked you, lately. If you guys like what you heard today, please, 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 please feel free to give us some feedback. We will be happy to give you guys a shout out. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and if you if you like what you hear, share it with your friends. We are always hope we're always open to any sort of advice that you might give because this is only episode five, guys. We have a long we have a long way to go. And we have a lot that we that we know we can improve on. So and also talk about if you guys have suggestions, please fire them at us. We are absolutely willing to listen to your guys' suggestions for podcast topics. We're not doing a set review though. No, no set reviews. Like cards we like, sure, no set review. Yeah, we'll just look at the sport and be like, yo, check this card out, check this card out, but we're not going to do the full-on review. I'm sorry. I mean, how far we'll be, we'll are you, how be, far are, Ian, how far are you into into the limited resources, uh, commons and uncommons? I haven't started it yet. I just finished white. I mean, I, I, I was watching. five and a half hours long. I know. I was watching <laughs> Evan Irwin and Brad Nelson do their live was, streaming of that. That's that, also oh my god, just, that scares me. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Anyways, wanna. let's go ahead and bring this back to a close. To close it all off, that's Ian Dixon. I'm John Wells. You can follow us at Eyes on the Mize, and we'll talk to you next time.